When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to a game week is here. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Let's roll the sleeves up. Get ready for Nebraska, Ohio State. Smile. You made it. I know it isn't Saturday yet, but guess what? It was good to see and hear from Nebraska's captains. It was wonderful to hear from Scott Frost. And uh, we can get into it. Dial us up at 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Those are the numbers. You can also join us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. I know it's just Monday, but got a week to 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 maybe waffle. Got a week to double down you have a week to to let doubt linger but i've seen the spread jump from last wednesday to now and i'll tell you what man i'm i'm optimistic that this thing i mean it's gonna go one of two ways it's gonna be a beat down or it's gonna it's gonna be competitive right and i don't see much gray area and out of the out of the gates here does this does this game feel like and we'll hear from coaches and, and players here in a moment. But is is just cracked out as 2020 has been. I mean, what are you feeling right now going into this thing? A, grateful, right? You're, you're absolutely grateful that there's going to be football. This has felt so exhausting and long. Just, just as a football fan waiting for this, you've seen bumps in the road. Uh, you've seen roadblocks. You've seen it in the NFL. You've seen it in the SEC. You've seen it around different parts of college football. Here's what we know. Anything and about everything has happened since things kicked off in Power 5 leagues, since things have kicked off with the NFL. Th- this is a year of uncertainty, and and that's okay. So you get football as we talk Monday, and Elijah's like, "Dude, you've been drinking already." No, I'm 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 a little medicated, but it's it's not anything negative. And is this thing going to be more like 2018 or, or 2019? Because you have two comparison looks, don't you? At Ohio State, and are you getting an Ohio State team that's going to be overconfident? They're just going to kind of walk out there, and eh, it's just Nebraska, or are they going to be on edge? And ready for blood because they're like a lot of teams who fought and wanted to play football where, all right, Clemson put up 70-something on poor Georgia Tech. 
Bama kissed their left and right bicep in the second half against Georgia. I mean, that's that's part of this, too. Uh, is this a situation where Ohio State's just that much more talented? They're going to be that much more in tune out of the gate? This is going to be freaking weird. No fans, no band, no tailgating, uh, a few friends and family in the shoe, and you've got uh, the world descending. I loved watching NFL yesterday where about every other commercial was big noon kickoff promos, and I'm seeing Adrian, and I'm seeing Ohio State, and I'm seeing Fields. So as we talk Monday, I'm feeling all right about Nebraska. Different year, different setup, different squads, but a lot of the same players and cast for Nebraska, and you've got some some main players and cast for Ohio State. So uh, as we look at Monday, we, we do have some things that are certain, and that is Scott Frost naming his starting quarterback. But it was interesting how, how it's been worded, not just from Adrian, which we'll hear in a little bit, but also Scott Frost wanting to make it abundantly clear that Listen, Adrian's the guy, but I have two number one guys, which is which is good to hear. Uh, I don't know that there was that much separation other than experience. And you saw Adrian play a really, really good game as a true freshman against Ohio State. Can that be replicated or is it going to be just another horror show uh, with him running for his life and with Ohio State being that much better defensively to take advantage and force turnovers and just do what they did to Nebraska and most of the college football world last year. So here is Scott Frost, uh, the question out of the gate with him. Uh, Where's your quarterback situation at? Who's the guy? Uh, We're not going to announce much from uh, depth chart. I just think that's what's best for our team. Um, Adrian's going to be our quarterback. I feel like I got two guys uh, that are playing at a really high level. I've seen a lot of improvement out of Adrian this year. I've seen a lot of improvement out of Luke this year. Uh, both those guys are capable of uh, moving our offense and doing a great job. Okay, so you've got the job, Adrian. You won the job, Adrian. You're voted captain. And it's your job to keep the job and also roll with the punches because, Elijah, it sounds to me like this thing was tight. This thing was a slim race. And what won out was experience. And I think you have to do that. I think you've got to go with the guy that's been in that rodeo before, although it's a different rodeo. It's a fanless rodeo uh, on the road. But Adrian's seen Ohio State twice. And can you get uh, more of a 2018 performance uh, in Columbus? And it's going to come down to the other 10, right, on offense and the other 11 defensively. Uh, where are you at as a, as a as a program right now against a team that is hungry to prove a point and they have a massive chip on their shoulder from how things finished against Clemson last year? I mean, Ohio State, I think, will go out every week and try and make it statement time. And the way the schedule set up for Ohio State, you've got the two loudest teams about playing football kicking off uh, on Saturday and then You've got prime time with Penn State and ABC the following week. Nebraska is going to have an FS1 showdown with Barry and the Badgers and company at 2.30 for Nebraska's home opener. But uh, I'm intrigued by this. The uh, 
nation's eyes will descend on Columbus, and it'll be a really good opportunity for Nebraska. And I think that's how you go in with this. I think you play loose. I think you play confident. And I don't think you put too much pressure on yourself. Uh, And steps forward with this program will be evident this year. Will they be better defensively? You hope so in that front seven, getting pressure and stopping the run. Will they be better at quarterback, whether that's Adrian or that's uh, what you see from Luke? Uh, Will they be better running the football? That'll be an emphasis, yes. But when it comes to what this offense offense wants to be, uh, throwing the football, are they going to be better on the edge to get some of their dudes in space, that perimeter blocking? I mean, these are all questions, and – Special teams is is also like number three or tied for third on the list of, of areas that, that got to be better if this team, they're going to go bowling. But if this team wants to be seven and two, six and in three, five and four, I mean, go down the list here of what, what's the win projectile like. And they've got to they've got to be better in close games. And I think that comes down to execution and maybe. Maybe they're ready to take that step. I know they've been working on it. I know they've been preparing. They are, from the work they put in and just the want to, that still has to translate to four quarters of football. But the attitude and effort's been there, and that's pretty important. There is one thing about the game on Saturday that I know for certain, and that is that if we do a steak and a beer bet, I will be wrong. Okay, so... <laughs> it's been a so, bad year. So here's what's going to happen when we get to Friday... And we're down at Kincaider Brewing down in the Haymarket on Friday. Well, I am. <laughs> You're back here. Um, <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a steak and a beer bet again, and I'll let you pick, and I'll let you pick and be wrong again. <laughs> it's just been so tough. It's okay. I just I, I every single game I can't be more wrong, dude. That was a, and we'll get into to Levante and Sue's stomp party on on poor Aaron Rodgers, who was my fantasy quarterback. That went well. But let's hear some more from Scott Frost. And a little bit later in the press session today, the, the, the Zoom meeting, you know, the question was asked about, you know, what separated Adrian and what separated Luke McCaffrey? And, and I don't think this is just, it's okay, pat on the back narrative, let's, let's keep a quarterback here type lip service. I honestly believe that you've got a young, budding, super talented quarterback in Luke McCaffrey that you're saying nice and good things about, but you believe him. And he's going to be somebody that's important to this offense this year, either with some time he'll see playing quarterback or the fact that there is, and I hate saying this, but you've had your guy who's been a starter for two years going into his third year, 21 starts. You know, there's there's been some games he's missed because – of what this offense has asked him to do and the fact he's gotten dinged. I mean, it, you, you've got to be uh, you've got to be able to, to roll with the punches physically and mentally in this offense, and it's through no, no fault of Adrian's that he's gotten dinged up, I mean, pretty severely. I mean, we're talking knees and foot, right, that were, were pretty physical, violent acts to his body. So... Uh, you have two options here at quarterback. This is who you're going with at starter. And right now, because of his experience, there's some certainty there. More from uh, Frost here with the, the quarterback spot and the difference between Adrian and Luke, that, that separator. 
I don't know how much separation there is. Uh, I think we have two first-string quarterbacks. Uh, that's the way we feel about them. You know, I, I really believe if Luke would have been the one that had already been playing and, and we would have had the same camp, it would probably be Luke. Um, they, they both had uh, tremendous camps, and, and we see ourselves as having luxury of having two starters. So kind of doubling down here on I, I have two starters. You'll hopefully get to see them both without – putting the brakes or pulling a Gary Pinkle. Uh, Pinkle, at times when he was at Missouri, he had the uh, the, the booger eater, Chase, uh, whatever, Chase, Chase Daniel. And you had Gabbert once in a while that would get inserted as well. And sometimes it didn't matter. Missouri was still going to win by 20. Sometimes uh, Missouri uh, self-imposed brakes on their momentum and offense. That's what you got to be careful of. You don't want to overthink or or ruin a flow offensively uh that said uh it's it's part of coaching and parting part of timing to know when to to look at this other number one guy you have but nebraska's in a good spot you'll see both guys play i think and it comes down to adrian not only just winning the job but playing well enough to keep the job knowing that it, it sounds like it was pretty thin i mean it's also tough whenever your quarterback if you're gonna take him off the field he's now been voted your captain and to me, that's whenever this quarterback race ended. It was whenever they released captains, I think, on Friday. Was that Saturday. Saturday. Um, whenever they released that Adrian was a captain, I mean, a big role of the quarterback on the field is being the leader of the offense. So whenever he was voted captain, just, yeah, that's, that's a big role of the quarterback, too. And I don't think that you could take away a captain from the field, if that makes you, sense. You, well, you can't not – he can't be voted captain and not your starter. Yep. Right? And for his peers, and we'll hear from Adrian here on being voted captain – for him to get that vote, I think, showed that here's where my teammates are at with me. Here's what they feel about me. They can all like me, and I think they can all respect my ability. But when push comes to shove, am I a guy that they hold up on one of those pedestals of doing it the right way on and off the field, and they put their money where their mouth is by voting him? I mean, look at who else is a captain. And we'll hear from DiCaprio Boodle here in about 20 minutes. He's a guy that that has absolutely climbed the ladder through hard work. Farniak's been here forever. Colin Miller's a guy that's also a staple defensively that's another senior. Uh, so you go through that list, and then Cade Warner. All we've heard about him is is, is taking leadership by the lapel off-field and, and just getting guys around to, to work out together. And those are the guys you need. And it's, it's one thing to... To be popular, but it's also a belief part of the equation when when you are voted captain. I mean, guys, that's the ultimate sign of respect. And I don't know the 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 voting numbers. I don't know who was receiving votes. I don't know who had the most. Well, we know who had the most votes, but I think there's some guys that really feel pretty highly about Luke McCaffrey as well. And I think the difference too, to your point, which was great about, look, once he got voted captain, he's, he's got to be the starter. Uh, I, I think there's a genuine relationship and respect, and it's probably a good relationship between those two guys at quarterback. I think Adrian's pretty thankful he's got someone pushing him, and I think Luke's a guy that is going to keep battling. And, and 
wants to to win that job eventually and and he'll show the patience to keep chopping wood with it just based on the work he put in uh this is adrian on on being voted captain we'll have much more from frost and adrian as the show rolls forward i'm honored um it's always a great honor to be voted on uh voted by your teammates as as a captain um it means a lot to me and uh i'm going to continue being the leader that i know i can be and 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 be there for those guys and then uh, all I could say is finally. Uh, I'm sure you heard it in that speech I gave there, but our guys are ready. Um, we've been practicing uh, for a while and, and doing different things, obviously, and uh, we're ready to finally get to play. It's I can't believe uh, we haven't played a game yet already. It's already been so bizarre, and to finally be in a game week, um, we're excited for it. You and the rest of the state. Nebraska, Ohio State, ready to rock on Saturday. And uh, you got your starter at quarterback. And uh, there is upside. There's ceiling from a performance standpoint, that dual threat. We'll talk to Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL. He's up next. Part of Big Red Wrap-Up. Hail Varsity continues on a Monday. And we're back. Fellas, think we could... Listen to the radio. On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for spending time. It is game week. It's Nebraska. It's Ohio State. A guy that was in a lot of big games as an all-Big 12 performer. He is co-host of Big Red Wrap-Up. And you hear him with the More To It podcast. And I uh, I rope him into the show as much as I can. We say hi to Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or at Jay Moore 44 Jay, you got to be feeling awesome, man. It's football finally Saturday. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's such a good feeling. I recorded a, a little pregame look ahead to Ohio State pod, you know, earlier this morning, just a quick 20 minutes, four questions, you know, heading into 2020 season and the Ohio State game. And I mean, I didn't think I was, was going to be able to do that this year. So <laughs> we're kind of back onto a, a schedule, somewhat of a normal routine you know hopefully you know fingers crossed that uh you know we get all nine games and potentially a bowl game played so but uh everything's looking good so far and uh yeah i mean it's just just nice it's nice we've been teased for the last like three weeks four weeks now we get our chance this is outstanding uh you know it's felt like and this is just completely hypothetical been when the gal's dancing on stage and she thinks you're awesome, but it's because you got a five in front of you. That's how it's felt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Elijah's, Elijah's shaking his head in shame at me on that one, but, you know, uh, sorry, I had to go stripper pole reference there. Okay, so I need to know from you, you know, what's your feel? How, do you, it's Monday, but are you... Are you optimistic about optimistic about Saturday? Is it going to be a killing? I mean, do you have any any feel on where this thing's at? It's either going to be competitive, where the Buckeyes pull away, or it's just going to be they are that good and there's that big a gap in talent. That's that's why. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a track meet. You know, just look. I mean, the spread does not make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, anywhere from twenty three to twenty six points as the brass was the underdog and. Over unders at 65, 65 and a half. It shows me that's pretty high scoring, um, and hopefully it's you know high scoring on, on both sides. Uh, I think it's I think it's you're going to see more of a track meet. I think you know I think Nebraska's going to have some issues defensively just because of the young defensive line. 
even with a pretty experienced back, you know, back six or seven behind them. I don't still can't cover up for, you know, you just having guys that played enough games up in that front three or front four. Um, and then you look at, you know, what Nebraska is able to do offensively and what uh, finally having a, a good, solid offensive line group. Um, you know, I with, on my pregame pod, I pointed out a, a really interesting stat. So Ohio State, defensively, there's only three teams that had a success rate against Ohio State defensively of 39% or better. One was Clemson, one was Penn State, and the other one was Nebraska, surprisingly. So, obviously, looking at that game last year, even though it was, it was an ass-kicking, but Nebraska was able to kind of do some, do some things against them offensively. just wasn't enough. I mean, Nebraska defensively couldn't stop a nosebleed last year so um, against them. And uh, hopefully, Adrian and, and Diedrich and Wandale, and they can just they can get some points scored. I think they're going to have to score some points because I still know if, you know, defensively we'll be able to slow them down. I mean, you're, you're talking about one of the most potent offenses last year, about top ten in every major category, um, every major category offensively. Obviously a potential Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, um, Trey Sermon, the Oklahoma transfer, Master Teague back in the, in the backfield as well. So um, they're going to have their hands full. I feel, you know, I, I think Nebraska covers – but it's just one of those where they they might have some chances early on, but I just Ohio State's too good. <laughs> they're too damn good, and Nebraska's just they're just. I mean, I don't. We don't have we don't have the horsepower mm-hmm. defensively to hang. You got to have some dudes up front. We just we will. These the guys we have, you know, Ty Robinson. I just don't think we have the guys up front to to slow them down enough for the offense to catch up. Is it a case of just when it comes to the horses up front, just they're on the roster and it's just too soon to ask them to do that? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. It's being able to be keyed in for 40 to 60 snaps. I mean, all these guys can play good physical football for for a few snaps, but can their minds be in it? You know, that's just the thing is, you know, you're in the middle of a game and – you got to be keyed in. You can't let your mind wander. You can't let your mind start telling you how tired you are. You got to kind of overcome that. And you know, when you're tired, you got to be able to stay mentally tough and focus on your keys. And your your eyes got to be good um, and focus on what you need to look at as defensive tackle, the defensive end, and so on and so forth. I mean, Ben Stilley is the guy that's returning has played the most. But yeah, you have Team Green, a JUCO chance for Tiger Robinson. Um, you know, maybe you have to see a guy like Casey Rogers. But you just there's that's just the thing, you know, uh, Damian Daniels, he's, you know, um, um, I'm thinking, I can't think of his first name, but Thompson, always was 97. Um, Thomas, Deontay Thomas, there we go. And uh, they've played some snaps, but it's just like they haven't played consistent. They haven't played consistent over, you know, four quarters to, you know, to really have your trust. Now, you know, vice versa, offensive line, you know, like, hey, them dudes have played a lot of snaps. You know, even though you might have a young guy in Bryce Benhart, but play, but you know you have four guys that played consistently for 12 games last year in all four quarters that you can kind of look back on and, you know, like, hey, these guys have done it so far. You know, they're not going to be overwhelmed at times. I'm just, I have been afraid early on in the year the D-line could be a little overwhelmed at times. Jay Moore is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jay, result of the game aside, which players are you looking forward to watching for the Huskers uh, in this game against Ohio State, and, and what do you want to see out of them on Saturday? You know, just... Obviously, competitive fight, you know, 
physicality, that's the thing. I want to see them be physical, get back to that physical way of football. Um, I want to see the offense get back, you know, the up-tempo, get that speed going. Um, you know, just that what we, what we think, what we were kind of expecting, what you saw with Central Florida, just kind of running all cylinders. Obviously, excited to see Edith Mills kind of carry out what he was able to do at the end of last year. Once he was kind of the guy and Maurice Washington was not in the picture anymore, um, he kind of excelled knowing that he was the guy. Um, excited to see what Adrian can do, how he can, you know, see where he's gotten better to see if he's, you know, more physical, quicker than last year. You know, he's, how he is healthy. You know, obviously see Juan Dell, um, you know, what's, what's Omar Manning's deal? Is he going to be able to play? You know, if, you know, you need him to play. I want to see what the tight end position is going to be this year. Um, you know, you have the vocal elect transfer from Rutgers, Jack Stoll, um, Austin Allen. We get those guys going to start producing defensively. You know, you know that the great, you know, the, the experienced secondary with Boodle and and um, Cam Taylor Britt and all those guys and Will Honus and I'm, I'm excited to see everyone. I, I want to see. You know what? I'm really excited. I'll, I'll say this. I'm really excited to see. Luke Reimers finally get a chance to kind of show what he can do because I think as a, at the linebacker spot where we lacked a little speed and athleticism, I think he can kind of be that guy that can help be that eraser behind a, a young, inexperienced D-line. So I'm excited to see him as well. Jay, a couple of thoughts before we say goodbye. One, with, with Adrian getting the nod when you heard Frost today, and I know you know Coach pretty well, what was your read on on the, the the nod given to Adrian? I think it was was earned and warranted, so that's not my question. But it still sounds really close because of the fact he says, "Look, man, we got two number ones." Yeah, I mean, listen to that press conference, and I think when Adrian's on first, I think Sean Callahan asked, "Like, hey, have you been announced a starter yet?" Adrian really couldn't answer. You're like, "Whoa!" Like, oof, like I was one of those guys who thought, you know. It was Adrian's position to lose. Obviously, Luke showed some good things last year, but, you know, he's only in there to play a handful of snaps. And, you know, to be honest, he only had a few, you know, he had some plays designed for him, but he was still never fully involved in the, in the playbook. So um, I love it. I think, it's a, I think it's a great thing that you have, you have two number ones. You have constant competition. You have constant battle. You got, you got to be constantly looking over your shoulder. Adrian's looking out for, you know, making sure Luke's not getting too close, and then Luke's trying to catch up with Adrian. That's great. It's awesome. I mean, it's just, that's what made Nebraska so good for, you know, in the 90s. Like, you had Tommy and Brooke, you know, so that was, that's a, that's a great thing. That's a great thing to have. Um, I was a little surprised. I just didn't think, I just thought, you know, Adrian being a third-year guy and and Luke being a, a much younger, but obviously the pedigree Luke comes from and his, is, you know, they talk about his, you know, kind of being a football nerd mm-hmm. in the film room. Not surprising, he's not right. He's right there as well. He has the physical capabilities. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Love that we have two number ones. Okay, Caleb Tanner, what gets him to pop this year? <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned that in my preview pod uh, this afternoon. I said, can Nebraska get some sort of all-conference pass rusher back? You know, defensively they need to go to him or Garrett Nelson. You know, in that 3-4 defense, you got to have a dominant – edge rusher, and I, you know, all signs point to Caleb. He, he has all the God-gifted talent. Um, I think hopefully year three, he's, uh, he's comfortable. He knows he has a full grasp of his offense, has a little more confidence about him. He's been developed. 
you know, he's a junior now, um, you know, develop with the strength, with, you know, with, with the vision and using your eyes and, and just, incre- you know, and develop some pass rushes, have some good feel for, uh, you know, pass in the pocket and, you know, counter is just, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's, it's time for him to, to go and, and, and show up and, um, you know, he's, he's had a lot of time to develop, so. You know, it's it's it's, it's time to go because this this three four defense needs a guy like him to pop. And if you don't have, uh, a, a, I can't, I don't want to say elite, but an all conference type edge rusher, three four defenses are hard to be successful with. But he definitely needs to go. Jay, about a minute left. The other guy at that position is Garrett Nelson. What do you need to see in, out of him development wise uh, for this twenty twenty season? Well, his, his motor goes He needs to play under control. Where he, he hurt, he was a liability last year because he was out of control too many times. Um, they have to have a better grasp. You just, I know sometimes they say, hey, if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake of a thousand miles an hour, which he did a lot, but it's, it was it was too out of control. He needs to uh, learn to, I don't want to, you can't ever say tell someone to slow down, but it's, you know, play, play with more control, under, understand your role. And really define, he needs to define his role in defense a lot more than he did last year. He was just, just too out of control. But other than that, he, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to cause havoc and he'll be a crazy man out there, which is going to be fun to watch. More to it podcast. Check that out. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Google Play with uh, Hale Varsity's Jay Moore. And uh, Jay, we will uh, touch base again. It was awesome to talk some ball with you. It's fantastic that it's game week and it's Nebraska, Ohio State. Can't wait for it. Follow Jay on Twitter at jmore44. Catch him on Big Red Wrap Up tomorrow night on NET. Jay Bird, we'll uh, we'll talk later in the week, brother. Thanks for the time today. Yep, you got it. Thanks, buddy. There he is, Jay Moore, with us. Good to talk with the black shirt and uh, pass rusher. Uh, we'll hear from DiCaprio Boodle. Some more thoughts on Nebraska, Ohio State. Hail Varsity continues. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Great to be with you. Game week. It's Ohio State, Nebraska. Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Good stuff from Jay Moore. Elijah, get that posted on the ESPN Lincoln On Demand, the podcast. So they've been posted forever on HaleVarsity.com. I still think that's part of the plan. There's just a bit of a a website transition. So the podcasts, uh, today's show and the, the last few shows are up on, on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to that. It don't cost you nothing. And uh, get the daily podcast sent to you with Hale Varsity, our radio, everyday show. And subscribe for that. That way it's uh, automatically sent to you. Uh, you have Spotify is where we're uh, posted as well for the show. The on-demand section, some of our interviews, and of course the the Twitter feed from ESPN Lincoln and Hale Varsity has some of our, our two-minute drill, some uh, some of the juiciest parts of of sit downs. Uh, Charlie McBride, Mister Blackshirt's twenty minutes away. We'll talk with Greg Smith. We do have news from Omar Manning, and Omar just went to Twitter about five minutes ago, and. Uh, he says, don't know where the news came from that I'm opting out. That is false. GBR. So there, there's been a, a lot of rumor and speculation on, on Omar 
from an injury standpoint and some personal time. And I have not met the guy or nor spoken with him, but film speaks for itself. You've seen snippets of highlights. You know what kind of difference maker he can be at six, three and a half, six foot four, and just extremely skilled. Phenomenal wide receiver, will be big in this offense. It's just a timing standpoint. How quick can he get up to speed and uh, and contribute? And and I think with his skill set and athleticism, sooner rather than later, once he's comfortable and once the, the staff is comfortable. So for him to chime in on Twitter game week, good, good. There's no opt-out. We had heard that, but it wasn't from him. So we didn't really move forward at all saying, well, I think Omar. No, we, we have never gone that direction. We've always kind of been a wait-and-see approach. And even from Coach Frost last week, uh, just saying, you know, he hopes he can be ready to go. We'll see. That that's If he's had limited practice time for whatever reason, that isn't fair to ask him to go in and and do it. Now, you'd, you'd love him to be up to speed and, and be a target on Saturday because Omar Manning-type dudes are the guys that Ohio State's been killing people with for years. Evens the playing field. Levels, levels the playing field when you got a guy like Omar uh, to throw the football to. We'll see. We'll see. No depth chart released. Fine with me. Keep uh, keep him guessing. That was really a topic of conversation, wasn't it? Was just the, the preparation. And a lot of the Ohio State writers asked Coach Frost, you know, how much more difficult is it going to be to get ready for Ohio State? Listen, you don't know what they're going to do. They've got a new coordinator defensively. Also, you have Lubick and – I think the hope and the feel is you're going to be able to do some adjustments and game plan and and get things righted quicker offensively for Nebraska. You're going to get better wide receiver play. You're going to get better edge blocking. And you're going to have Greg Austin with some influence here on continuing to pound the rock. Uh, don't put it all in your quarterback against an Ohio State front seven to chuck the football 40 times. Uh, be a run-heavy football team with some quarterback run and just dagger people with play action. That's what was so good about 18, was you had Adrian playing at a high level. You had a pretty good level of offensive line. You had Stanley and J.D. doing their thing. And the tight ends had a kick-butt day two years ago. I can see that happening. You're going to have communication issues, potentially, because it's game one. Ohio State's had to reload. Are they as good as last year? I don't know without Chase or, or or Akuda, but they're still damn good. They're still, what, seven, eight, nine draft picks and a lot of dudes that are that are probably first or second round. I mean, their defensive line's great. Their linebackers are phenomenal. Their secondary is really, really skilled. So it's not an easy task. But I tell you what, with, with Nebraska having a chance, once they are running some option and some quick hit stuff last year, what killed Nebraska was turnovers, and it had Ohio State guys just making plays. Period. Nebraska needs to flip that around and use some of their own guys that can go out there and play. I think Nebraska is going to be able to go play confident. They played these guys enough where I think from a mindset standpoint, I don't know that you're going to get a Nebraska team that when the going gets tough, they, they, they struggle. I don't think you're going to have that type of mental hurdle 
the, oh, here we go again. I think you're going to have a little bit of a refreshed start. And I think from an adjustment standpoint, you're going to have some input from Austin and from Lubick that can help things out. Bottom line is you're going to have better wide receiver play. You should because you have more options. And a key to that this year is going to be, you know, what type of production do you get from a guy like Omar? Yeah, and the the whole thing with Omar is in a year like this, there's no eligibility that's being taken off the board. So even go when you're ready, and exactly, you're not burning time. Exactly. Don't go before your body tells you it's ready. Don't go before you feel ready in the scheme. Um, of course, I want to see him out there Saturday. But the news about him not opting out is great, and I think it's just letting us know that hey, even if I'm not playing this very much or at all on Saturday, I'm still here. I'm still with the team, and uh, and I'm still going to try to make a make an impact this season. That's what I'm seeing with that. It is. It's a statement from him. I'm still here. That's a good thing. Let's hear from DiCaprio Boodle because he's a guy that I think a a lot of high-profile guys can look at and say, wow, look where he's at. Look how he's grinded. And he was kind of an off-the-radar satellite camp kid. There was some skill there. There's some development, but there's a, a lot of internal burn by DiCaprio Boodle. To, to be as good as he can be. That's a lesson for the high-profile guy that comes in. That's a lesson for a walk-on or a guy that, that may be a recruiting afterthought, and that's not a knock on him. That's just the recruiting world we live in. Some guys go to camps and get noticed and get stars. Some guys, for whatever reason, don't. But you can be a, a difference maker on offense. And uh, when it comes to the, the journey here, uh, this is DiCaprio kind of reliving, recounting a story, and I think his story is important to hear because uh, the, the other 150 guys, future and, and current, can, can look at him as an example, as a leader, and as a guy that's played pretty good football. At the time, the coaches at Rutgers were hitting me up to come to the camp because they were going to be at the camp, and you know I was just like, okay, well, I need to go to this camp, try to pick up this offer from Rutgers, you know, but I saw all the other schools were going to be there. So I just use it as an opportunity to, you know, basically put myself out there. And at, at the time, honestly, like I, I was nobody in terms of recruiting. Like I had a couple small offers, didn't have a big offer from anywhere. You know, um, to be honest, I, I don't really know uh, why that was. I just knew that, you know, I was just going to keep working and just, you know, just, just let it happen. Just put it all in God's hands and, and just let it work for me. And then going to the camp, man, you guys know the story. Um, ran the four three forty. From then, I had their attention. You know, they were just watching me like a hawk. Yeah, and it worked out. And he uh, continued to grind. More from one of your captains, DiCaprio Boodle, on the other side. It's uh, awesome to be with you on game week. It is Nebraska. It's Ohio State. We'll wind down our one with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Winding down this first hour, Charlie McBride, Greg Smith, and some NFL thoughts. Good weekend for Indomitian Sue and Levante David, man. They were a lot of fun to watch. You know, the steak and the beer uh, on the wall here for uh, those Friday bats, Elijah. But hey, we'll just... We'll just keep going, and pretty soon you will buy me the either one of those tomahawk steaks, or we'll just do a 96er, we'll uh, John candy I'd go for the tomahawk. Tomahawks are great. I think what you need to do with those 
and, and Jay Bird has laid this out for me, Erickson. You got to throw it in the oven, and then you just then you sear it. Mm. See, I, I've got a guy because it's as big as a freaking pot roast. I've You've got, you done one before? I have not, but I've got a guy for tomahawk steaks. Okay, you've got a guy. I've got a guy. <laughs> That'll be good. No, we did uh, we did some uh, some grilling Saturday and watched uh, Bama Georgia, and we uh, we did some wings and. There were some wings that were not frozen, but they were kind of in a cold case that were they were pre-smoked. So we put them in, in Coach uh, Brett's uh, air fryer, and they tasted as good as I would have. Because when I when I do wings, usually I'll buy them out of a cold case versus the frozen. Nothing against frozen because I've done those too. Wings are awesome, but when I do wings and I smoke them, I'll get them kind of fresh. Yeah, yeah. And then I smoke them for three and a half hours on my my uh, pit boss and they're great but what we purchased was so easy it took like 20 minutes and they were so smoky and and just done perfectly that it was it was just too easy to go air fryer with them and they had the smoke taste and flavor i mean it was it was incredible and it was now there's something to be said to keeping an eye on the smoker and pouring a crown <laughs> you know, babysitting. <laughs> that's just a part of a Saturday right there. That that's the best part. You put the TV out and you got the smoker going. So that was that was really good. Well, really uh, fast. Does the air fryer like crisp them up right? Yeah. No, I mean they they I when I ate them Saturday and I shared before you get in there on me. They tasted like I had done them on my smoker. Wow. Right? Mhm. And and that's that's incredible. No headache. Okay, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to pick up some of those. No, yeah, they they were they were really. It was like three bucks for a pound of them. See, that's, that's my problem. Is I don't have a smoker at my place, so I, I can grill wings. I can I can do a lot of stuff, but I can never get the the good smoked wing flavor, which is the best way to do it. Well, in the way that they separate off the bone. Oh, yeah. Just just some food for thought for for Saturday. It's going to be a, a an awesome experience. There'll be football. We want to see you in the rail yard. Socially distanced, uh, of course, for for Nebraska, Ohio State. We'll be down there Saturday morning and throughout kickoff. And then Real Red Reaction is back following Nebraska, Ohio State. I'll have that with Tim Bob. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about a a major upset, a a great effort, or a curb stopping. There's there's three doors to choose from uh, on on Saturday's contest. I mean, the line's the line. The over-under's the over-under. And I'm thinking you could see some points. Because that's how college football's gone. Want to remind you about your friends at West Blue Realty? I tell you what, they they take care of you so well. West Blue Realty does. They specialize in residential home sales in Lincoln and the surrounding communities, and they can help make uh, 2020 smooth for you if you're looking at a new home uh, for a limited time. You mentioned Hale Varsity and West Blue Realty will provide you up to a thousand dollars on the closing of your next home purchase. You got to call Tom Luby. Tom can help at 402-540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider, Kelly's outstanding as well. 402-202-2312. It pays to work with West Blue. WestBlueRealty.com. Go see Kelly and Tom today, 1120 K Street, Suite 200. Charlie McBride's next. 
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for hanging out into our two. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska. Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It is that time, and it's awesome to chat with Coach Charlie McBride. It is game week. It's Nebraska and Ohio State. Mr. Blackshirt, Mondays with Charlie. Coach, you have a little extra pep in your step now that kickoff. We can see that finish line. How are you? Yeah, that's right, except for except for the weather around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we went from 72 and golfing on Saturday uh, no, to, to 40 and whatever garbage it was yesterday, and we may sneak in a 73-degree day Thursday, but it's going to be kind of cloudy, and I'll just call it Big Ten weather, but you're a football coach. That's right. I think, I, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's dreary and... I don't know what they call it here. They just call it the same as, you know, you call one minute it's one way, the next minute it's something else, right? It is. So <laughs> do, you, do you, uh, do you, uh, what do you, what are you doing Saturday for the game? And I asked that, I mean, how are you going to, going to watch this opener? What are your plans? Well, it's, you know, it starts at 10 o'clock here. Mm-hmm. So, I guess 11 be back there. I guess at 11, from what I can yeah. gather, you know, right now you don't things change quick, mm-hmm. you know, with all this stuff going on. So, um, but I just stay home, you know. I mean, there's I got a, uh, you know, a good seat mm-hmm. right there on the 50. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, I just get I get about as nervous as I did when I was coaching. You know, I, it, it gets it gets uh, still still it gets you a little bit. You know, you you worry about the coaches and you worry about it, something going haywire. Mm-hmm. Or you you know, it, it's it's no different than than actually doing it. Once the game gets going, it's a little different, and, and you know, we just kind of sit here and and you know absorb what it is and. Think about. I don't think about what defense I'm going to call. That's the one thing I don't do. <laughs> you don't put yourself through that anymore. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I don't second guess either. Hey, that's that's all right. I'm I'm wondering. You know, wh- when we look at Nebraska, Ohio State, and the experts in Vegas have spoken. There's not a lot of faith in Nebraska. No. With this, and, and that's that's you know Nebraska's got to go out there and do their thing, and it's going to be just weird for everybody. But when when you look at this game, you know what what needs to happen for Nebraska in this game to to be competitive? Because I know they're young at some spots, and Ohio State's really really good. But I think Nebraska can be good this year. Well, I think the biggest thing is is right now is it is that. You know, they have a little bit of pressure on them. You know, uh, um, Nebraska does, you know, to play well. And I think that's good. And I know sometimes, uh, you know, it 
gets making players a little uneasy, but, you know, I think they're excited about playing. And I think the biggest thing is is when, you know, when it comes out, Ohio State better be ready to play because these are kind of games, you know, that we used to play at times when we knew we had maybe at that time a better team, and they have, you know, probably as good a team as there is in the country. And, um, you know, I think what you're looking for is you're looking for our kids to just play really play hard, play well, and, uh, you know, if, you know, they can win this game. It's not, it's not that they can't. They can. Um, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. But I think they, the situation where they're such an underdog, I think in some ways it might be a good thing because, it, you know, it makes them think, Ohio State think, well, this is going to be, uh, you know, an easy ride, and especially for their young players, sometimes they don't catch on right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've seen, I've uh, you, you know, you've watched, I've I've watched enough Ohio State games since I've been done, where they've been you know down by you know with whack teams been behind, and you know they come back in the end just because they have depth, you know, and they have you know things like that that they that those other teams don't have, but they probably are going to run into a team that probably has got some. Some depth mm-hmm. now and a little bit more than they're used to having. Charlie um, Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. What's the toughest thing about Justin Fields? As you put on your coordinator hat, you've had to face incredible quarterbacks over your career, and this Fields kid's really, really special. How would you uh-huh. even try and defend him? Well, I think the thing is, you just have to make him. You know, the kid's going to run with the football. Can't find anybody, and that's where you. Had it. That's the scary part about. I mean, any quarterback you see, especially with this spread offense, they're spread. They once they spread the offense, they, you know, they they spread out your defense, and and that creates a lot of holes and a lot of things for these good quarterbacks that can run, not only throw it but can mm-hmm. run, and. Uh, you know, right now, you know, I think, you know, they probably have, I don't know their personnel that well, but, you know, and listen to them talk. They, you know, they are, they are very good at all positions. And um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to prepare yourselves, especially to, to make the big plays, to go try to go after the football, to try to make turnovers and cause something to happen. And, you know, you know, it, it it's one of those things you have to play the full 60 minutes. You can't take a nap and, <laughs> you know, at, you know in the game at any time. I don't care what the score is. I mean, whether you're winning or losing, you just got to keep playing. I think that's the biggest thing with Nebraska. They, You know, I think, you know, playing well is really important. I mean, you know, and uh, uh, not not making a lot of, you know, penalties, First, first, mm-hmm. first week penalties is the tough thing. You know, you're opening it up with one of the best teams in the country, where it would normally be, you know, a, a, a you know, an out of conference game, and you know, those things are you know, usually who knows what mm-hmm. is going to happen to them, and and um, so it's like playing. I mean, you have to. It's like playing in the middle of the season or at the end of the season now, and and you're actually starting the season, so. You know, I think there'll be a little more um, focus, uh, let's say, by doing it that way. Charlie McBride's with us Mondays with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio. So defensively for Nebraska, 
I mean, you've got some kids that have played uh, a lot of ball. Ben Stilley's been here for a long time. Colin Miller was named a captain. DiCaprio Boodle is a really great story, but he's earned his teammates' respect. Nebraska's got some guys that can go get the football. You just haven't seen a lot from maybe some of the other guys on, on that defensive line. And, right. you know, we're, we're, we're always cognizant, too, Coach, of that, that, that pass rush and stopping the run. And, you know, what do you, ex- right. what do you expect from Nebraska from a jump-wise this season to be better at getting after the quarterback and stopping the run? Well, one thing is, is, is you know, especially being up in the front seven, you got to just you, – you, the thing that a lot of kids don't – if you don't – if you worry about making a mistake or you worry about it's not going to work, you've got to just let her fly. I mean, if you make a mistake, do it a million miles an hour. I mean, don't, you know, don't, don't sit around and say, oh, I think, should I do this or do this? Go do it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'd rather see a kid just, just going a million miles an hour and making a mistake than I would have him standing around doing nothing and, mm-hmm. you know, like just waiting for an accident to happen. I mean, it's, just, it's that way, and I think a lot of them. I I think a mixture of guys that have young guys and old guys sometimes is a good thing because I think the younger guys will really concentrate to to not let the older guys mm-hmm. down or not not make mistakes on their part, you know, because they know these. A lot of them know what they're doing and and won't make mistakes. Uh, so. You know, I think sometimes it's good when you have a good mixture of of, of people like that. You know that, that you can, you know, these uh, older guys can can really help them along too and encourage them. You know, as as the day, game goes on, and sometimes you find out, you know, kids that didn't know how good they really were turn out to be really good players in game situations. Charlie McBride's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Charlie, with a quarterback like Justin Fields across from you. Uh, for the Buckeyes on Saturday, uh, it feels like the Huskers getting pressure is going to be important to slowing down that Buckeyes offense. Do you, do you think that that the Huskers will be able to get pressure with just four guys, or, or do you see them bringing guys from all over the place, bringing some corner blitzes and some linebackers? Well, that, no, that that would that would you know if you have a good system, you know, a range where you can you know you don't create a lot of running lanes, you know, if if everything gets sewed up and then the guy can run and pick up fifteen, twenty, thirty yards a crack. You know, sometimes those things are a little discouraging when you have some something where you are getting pressure and it gets out of there. So, you know, those are those are things that happen to everybody's defense. It's not something a lot of times you can count on. And I think that that's that's where I think a lot of the in, instincts come with players that have good instincts, players that you know can see angles and and attack at the proper angles. And uh, things like that. So there's a lot of little things that go that go into you know keeping that court around. But pressure, you know, to me, it always uh, I always kind of relate to pressure from the outside to squeeze things in and and force things to to, to go inside because that's where all your friends are. <laughs> you know, you get outside and he gets outside you. You haven't got many friends out there like you would if you if you if you squeeze the thing down and. You know, really protect uh, you know that the, the the inside and and try not to let them break containment. Uh, that that's one of the important things I think with a quarterback or even with the whole offense. 
And again, it's the same thing that you don't overrun things, especially with all this zone stuff and the cutback that comes out of it. So your backside people have to really be, um, you know, be aware of what's going on, and especially the backside linebackers and defensive ends and things don't overrun things. Coach, uh, Charlie McBride's with us Mondays with Charlie Hale, Varsity Radio, Nebraska, Ohio State. Coach, what's it say to you about Adrian Martinez emerging in a very tight quarterback race and also his teammates voting him captain? How do you look at this quarterback situation Scott's had to handle? Well, I think it's good for him. You know, I mean, if the pressure is there with him, I think it it's going to, you know, that that's, that's where a quarterback really has to focus, whether it's a meeting or whether it's a game or practice. You know, you've got somebody breathing down your neck and uh, at all all times. And I think that's, you know, that those are, that's part of life. That's the way, you know, and people don't realize that's pretty much the way you live every day when you go to work. <laughs> you know, you don't. You know, and maybe it doesn't seem like there's 90,000 people or millions of people watching you. Now it'll be all TV stuff, but, you know, but it's the idea that, uh, you know, you've got you've to gotta really concentrate on, you know, you know on, on, your, on your business. And he's done, he's done, he's done that. And, you know, but the thing is, is what I think, I, you know, I always felt like I felt more comfortable when we did have a backup player at each mm-hmm. position that we had that we could really depend on. And I think that that, for, to me, for a quarterback, I think, you know, if you're winning a game and something that would happen where you got a, a nick or an injury where the other quarterback had to go in, you sure want to be, you know, have somebody that's, you know, going to go up there and, and, and you know, keep the, keep the, keep the thing going. And uh, so I think that's what we do have, and I think that's what's good. And I think probably they both, both you know, when you ask them, they both feel pretty good about, mm-hmm. you know, each other. Uh, there may, you know, you always competitors are always kind of, you know, down deep growly. But I don't, I don't you know, I don't see that too much, uh, you know, in, in college players like I do in pro football. Coach, uh, about a minute here. How do you how do you foresee Scott Frost's offense with this run game with this O line stress in Ohio State? What can the offense do to to keep it competitive Saturday? Well, I think it, keep the football, but I you know <laughs> away away from them. I mean that's you know, but but you know you you got to do your thing. You can't you've got to let your offense go. I think in this in the, in a case like this because you haven't had the opportunity to find out. Maybe what what is, what is the things that you, are the best things mm-hmm. to do? Oh yeah, you, maybe if you do little things, you don't. You have to find out sometime if this stuff works. If they're changing anything a little bit. And uh, but I, you know, I just think that if you go into the game. I think they'll. I don't think Ohio State's going to change their defense. I think that they at least got a a situation where they're uh, going to be aware of what's you know, going on up front. And I think the same with them, too. They, It isn't going to be a surprise to anybody. It's going to be the offense that might be the surprise. To, you know, but defensively, mm-hmm. I would not guess that there's a whole lot of you know, changes going on. I, I would think that Nebraska is going to get a little more pressure from the outside and get let those mm-hmm. outside backers and defensive ends do some do some things and, you know, you have to let it let it fly. I mean, don't 
don't don't second guess yourself. Just just go. I mean, it's the, you know, I've always because every time you do that, every time I think you second guess yourself, you're either you're wrong. Sure. You know, you, you know, and so you know if you think you made a mistake when you make a call, which I'm sure Scott does in some cases, and they try to change him at the line of scrimmage and they try to do those things, but. You know, that takes time. I mean, I don't care if you're experienced. It takes a couple of games just mm-hmm. to get the rhythm and get your timing and everything else. So you're going to see that on both sides of the ball, probably a little bit of that. Charlie McBride um, with us. Mondays with Charlie. Coach, we'll recap uh, Saturday here next week. You take care and enjoy some football. I'll do it. Okay. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. Go Big Red, okay? All the way. <laughs> and now... And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. That was fun to chat with Charlie McBride. Let it fly is his advice. And we'll see how uh, how high Nebraska can get out of the gate against Ohio State. Let's talk some recruiting and some football. Greg Smith, recruiting insider. HaleVarsity.com and magazine at GregSmithHV on Twitter. So, Greg, we were talking towards the end of last hour, and we're going to get into some some food for two seconds because, well, football is back, which means folks will be tailgating and grilling at home, potentially, or the smoker will be turned on. And we went air fryer as an audible with some wings that were kind of pre-smoked, and uh, it, it was like I put them on my smoker for, for four hours. Have you tried that yet? Have you done an air fryer versus a, a just the, the wings on the smoker? Have you... Have you done the shortcut is my question. I Okay, so I tried it, like, briefly, um, but I don't think I re- – I didn't really do anything to them or anything like that. So I, it sounds like I need to try it again. Well, I we got lucky with just some packaged wings that were pre-smoked and seasoned, so all we had to do to not screw them up was make sure we hit on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I mean maybe maybe I need your wing supplier all there and then we can kinda go from there. That's no. that's what this sounds like. No, we'll we'll get it handled, but we'll get into some recruiting in a second. But we were talking with Jay earlier and Jay Moore and, and I know you had uh, your chance to do your podcast with um uh Mr. Jay Foreman. What's uh, what's the quick four one one on on what's going to be dropped tomorrow with with her at media and Hale Varsity with you and Jay Foreman here? I know you guys are going to get into Nebraska Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, just wrapped and we were doing kind of a season preview. Of, and to me, it was really interesting to look because it feels like twenty twenty. Um, especially around Husker football, is just like the year of questions, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of ran through, like, what are the things that you really want to know kind of going into the season? And spoiler alert, I'm really excited to see or really questioning what's going to happen with the offensive line. And that's not necessarily in a bad way. Um, I just think that that could be what kind of powers Nebraska, and there'd be a lot of good domino effects coming off if the offensive line is as good as I think Greg Austin and Scott Frost think it can be in 2020. That domino effect, think about what is not on you as quarterback, right? If you get a good offensive line in the run game, you don't have to throw because you have to. You can maybe throw when you want to. And that's a bigger picture here with with Adrian and let's go there with him getting the nod. But it's a it's a tight race, and you'll see Luke this year, which which we expect anyway. And you know what 
What Adrian do you see Saturday? You know, I think you end up seeing a guy that's focused and, and kind of sharp because he's had to be sharp throughout camp, right? Um, and I think that there, there's a secondary thing, and you said it kind of there, is that we think we're going to see Luke at some point this year. Um, whether or not that special packages that Coach Ross puts together for him or, you know, if he has to come in and relief in any type of situation, um, I think we'll end up having to see both quarterbacks at some point this year. But because of that, it will make Adrian continue to stay sharp because otherwise um, I think the leash will be a lot shorter for him this year. Uh, and, and so I think that he's going to come out sharp and focused and ready to go. Greg Smith was with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Greg, when you're looking at the matchup against Ohio State, it might be the, the toughest defense that the Huskers have to go up against this year. Uh, so when you reference short leash for, leash for Adrian, uh, what, what's your take on, on what is that moment going to be where you have to go to the backup? Is it going to be because of turnovers? Is it because just the scoreboard? Uh, what, what, what do you think in, in your mind that leash is? Yeah, it's interesting with this game with Ohio State because you almost want to – you don't want to throw it out and say, okay, nothing can happen that would make him get pulled or anything like that or make any sweeping judgments um, because you do want to measure yourself against the best. But I do think that careless turnovers uh, would be a quick way for, for Martinez to come out of a game. But this would be really interesting with this Ohio State defense who has, they do have to replace guys um, on this defense. So there's what, what uh, three of their four starters on the defensive line, three of the four in the secondary, um, and yes, they they have, you know, high four stars and some five stars that are waiting and chomping at the bit to replace those guys. But those guys have to go do that in college football and show that they can handle, you know, what their recruiting hype was. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But I do think that, that bad turnovers is, is the fastest way uh, to find yourself on the bench if you're Martinez. Greg, do you think Nebraska is going into this confident and house money type deal or – do you think they're – I mean, everyone's kind of in the same spot where these two teams really fought to play, so they want to go out and, and, and kind of come in with a bang. I mean, as, as a competitor and a player, you're just going to go give it your best and 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 you got to be confident. So that, that's where you should come from <laughs> as, a, as a player. That's That should be your mindset. But when I talk about ghosts, I mean, do you think this team's – little a little sheepish because of who they're opening with yeah i don't like i know that none of the guys and the guys that were asked about it today and we got to talk to all the captains um they were they were all pretty much like hey we, we got to go play who we got to play we're excited to do it but i don't know just human nature how you don't have a little bit of sheepishness when you go out there um to play them and then which is why i think that nebraska it's so important for nebraska to not just not necessarily get off to like this hot start where they're up 14 and nothing or you know 21 three or anything like that nebraska needs to come out of the first quarter being close and that sounds really bad um where things are just with this particular team against Ohio State, how things can get away from you. Um, it's really important for Nebraska to have confidence early in this game so that then they can start to believe and they can start to go, hey, you're looking around saying, okay, all that hard work that we put in the offseason, all the talk about us wanting to play, but like we're here for a reason and then kind of build from there. You don't want to just, you know, find yourself down 21-3 at the end of the first quarter. Like that would be a nightmare scenario for Nebraska. Nebraska could play well, Greg, and it still could be 24 points. I mean, I, I, they can't, whatever happens Saturday, they can't 
get too fat off of this game if, if a surprise happens, but they can't let it like demoralize them either. Right, and I think that that's something that, you know, we've talked about this before, about something that's happened, we think, to Nebraska before, where one game beats you twice, um, and it's not like you have an opportunity next week to exactly lick your wounds um, and play like kind of a soft opponent. Like, you're playing someone else that you've got some ghosts against. You played them a little tougher historically in Wisconsin, um, but you need to take them down to be able to really make noise in the West. Uh, so there's not a lot of room to feel sorry for yourself or feel too good about yourself no matter what happens this weekend. Uh, you've got to take it one week at a time, the old cliche. Uh, but we know that Nebraska's had some issues with here Greg, I want to ask you about the, the spread for this game this weekend. It's set at 26 points uh, at the moment, which seems like a lot. Do you think that's too much, too little? Or is that uh, about right? Where, where do you think this game finishes on Saturday? I mean, it could go a lot of different ways. And, you know, I, my actual initial thought is that the spread, the line's a little high. Um, just And it's not necessarily based on what's been happening with the Nebraska-Ohio State series here recently, but just college football has been weird this year, right? Like, we've seen some weird results. We've seen closer games than we would expect. Like, some of those games still go to the favorite team, but we've seen those games be a little tighter um, than maybe expected. But part of this is, too, is that I think if you really break it down, like, the one thing that we feel like we know for sure going into this game is that Ohio State is going to put up points. Um, and they have a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. They return a lot of those guys on the offense, uh, in particular that offensive line, which is going to be really good. They've got a lot of talent at the skill position at wide receiver. Uh, so you feel confident that they'll move the ball. It's whether or not Nebraska uh, can match them point for point or find a way to create some timely turnovers. Greg, what's uh, the latest recruiting recon you got? How are things shaping up for 2021, and what's the outlook for 2022 right now? What have you been able to gather over the weekend? Yeah, I think that Nebraska, it, it's so weird, and I wrote this earlier today for what's going to be the notebook tonight, is that it feels like with the season starting, it's like, oh, we should be getting ready for official visits and, you know, the start of the season and all that, but we're, you know, late October when the season kicks off, so we're just in a weird spot, then, of course, with no visits. Uh, but for the, the good news for Nebraska is that they're almost done with the class. They still really only have just a handful of spots left. I still think it's going to be all defense, uh, probably two defensive lineman, a linebacker, and maybe another defensive back, and we'll see who's got a best available player. Um, but, I, but I still think that it's going to be a way you say, oh, wow, until Nebraska lands one of those defensive linemen, it's just a weird year where there's a handful of them left on the board for Nebraska, um, but none of them seem to really be in a hurry. And then with the 2022 class, I think that there's still some good regional players like Kate Crawford, the linebacker um, down uh, in Kansas. Um, you have another linebacker, Gavin Myers also in Kansas. Um, guy, uh, the tight end out at Bellevue West, Kate Helms, I think is a guy that the rest continues to look at. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can make some good headway with him. I think that 2022 will be good. Um, and it could be another year in which it's kind of led by regional talent. Give me a bold prediction for Saturday with Nebraska and Ohio State. Oh, man, a bold, a bold prediction would be that Adrian Martinez does not have a turnover 
uh, in this football game. I'm not sure that he's done that in his career at Nebraska, so that's why it would be bold. Um, but that is the, the best key to Nebraska, really being able to move the ball consistently against Ohio State outside of the front game. Uh, but I think he rises to the occasion and does not have a turnover uh, in this game this weekend. Okay. Greg says no turnovers. and That would be huge. That Will that be great? I mean, think about 18. Is this thing, last thought here, is this closer to a 2018? And I'm not saying a five-point difference where Ohio State, Ohio State steals a win or finds a way to win. I don't think it's 2019 either. Are, are you kind of in that gray area between uh, one possession and, and curb stomp? I mean, is that how you think Saturday goes? Yeah, I'm kind of in the gray area. I don't think it's going to be like last year where, like, Chase Young just wreaks complete havoc and they can't, you know, force Ohio State to punt. Uh, but I also don't think that Ohio State will sleepwalk either. I do think that it'll be somewhere in the middle. It's going to be really tough for Nebraska. Uh, but I think at least for the first half, they're going to show well uh, in that game on Saturday. Greg Smith and him and Jay Moore, check out their podcast. It's dropping. Is it already out or is that tomorrow? Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. There we have it. Give us the title one more time. Uh, the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast with myself and Jay Foreman. We were having a blast recording that day. Yeah, you guys are both awesome. Straight Up Breakdown, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hail Varsity. Awesome platform. Greg, we'll talk later this week. Thank you for jumping on, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. There he is, Greg Smith. HailVarsity.com and Magazine at Greg Smith HV. We'll hit some NFL, more Nebraska thoughts here, too. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris at HailVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. A few more thoughts here from Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. Uh, A.D. Gene Smith from Ohio State says the Big Ten will not find coaches who forget to raise their mask. Gene said each school will have a human reminder on staff. Kind of like the get back coach. You know, the old special teams or strength and conditioning guy that is like holding the belt <laughs> awkwardly close to the head coach <laughs> back in the day i remember watching coach osborne on the sideline and they had the headsets now they're kind of a wireless thing right where you've you've got that 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 pack on the side of your belt well back in the day you had to have some dude you plug the cord into and to's running down the sideline to give some instruction on an onside kick in the 84 orange bowl and he about gets strangled, and he's dragging somebody with him because the, the cord's there. <laughs> and uh, my, how, how times have changed, but good on, uh, good on the Big Ten for not finding. I mean, I would think they'd, you know, the first time somebody doesn't raise their mask up, I, I would anticipate the Big Ten just canceling the season. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still big on those face shields, the, the ones that Andy Reid used. Yeah, I said that weeks ago. Like, why didn't all the NFL coaches start using those? And now all the NFL coaches have started using those. So maybe it'll it'll spread to the Big Ten too. Those seem to make the most sense. Let's hear more from Frost here when it comes to uh, uh, opening up here with Ohio State. I know Ohio State's folks were on the um, the Zoom call today, and they're like, "All right, uh, you know, what do you think here? Ohio State, Nebraska, out of the gate uh, is, is that by mistake?" No, I don't think it was a coincidence, uh, but I, we're grateful to Ohio State. Um, 
you know, it, it's strange where you find allies in certain things. And I think we had an ally in Ohio State to try to get the season played. I don't think it would have got done without Dr. Borchers there, without uh, Ryan Day continuing to push it, Gene Smith continuing to push it. Uh, we certainly fought for it too. We fought because we thought it was the right thing to do to have football. Um, our kids wanted to play. We thought we could do it in a safe manner. Um, we weren't satisfied with the decision to not play and uh, kept trying to find opportunities to find a way to get it done. And um, and we're grateful to Ohio State for having done the same thing. This is Adrian's take on opening up with the Buckeyes. And, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see what Adrian looks like. What form is he in freshman year or sophomore year? I'm excited getting to play Ohio State week one. Uh, I know our guys are excited. Uh, our coaches, this program, uh, we fought to play. So we're excited to play. Is what it is as far as the schedule dealt. I think we're we're excited and uh, we're prepared. So more from Frost here when it comes to football and the challenges with, and I think Coach McBride nailed it with, I, I, Ohio State's got new personnel and, and you've got, uh, one starter back on that defensive line, one starter back in that secondary. And as good as they are, okay, with their talent level, they they have had they, they've had the same amount of you've gotten hosed development time. Okay. Chase Young didn't start as a true freshman. Okay. Uh Akuda didn't start as a true freshman. They they needed a year to to be great and then they saw some spot time as sophomores, and then obviously their, their junior seasons, they, they blew up. They were great. But they, they were part of the defense that, that Nebraska had really good success against in 2018. There is a reality in college football, and you've seen it with Alabama. You really haven't seen it with Clemson this year, where you're not in midseason form. So Nebraska needs to be locked in and be further ahead of schedule, even though it is a game one. And and really lean on guys that have started and played well. That's Adrian not making mistakes. That's Mills and your run game kind of dictating things and then find your tight ends. Just do what you want to do offensively and, and be confident and, and just go play aggressive defensively. Right? I mean, just... Go bring the house, and if you miss a tackle and the quarterback scrambles for 48, not cool, but it's going to happen. So just just make it a shootout. I know that makes defensive fans cringe. John's with us on Hale Varsity. John, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, some of us old-timers uh, think that we're going to have uh, probably 50 to 60 points put on the board by Ohio State. We don't know how close Nebraska will be, but we're sure hoping that it's close. Yeah, I there's gonna be like there's there's a difference in sixty, other than oh my God, that's a lot of points on the road to go out score. But if you remember some trips to Columbus, this goes back to, to Taylor Martinez, but you know, Nebraska gave up sixty three in twenty twelve and it was 
kind of the quarterback run game that derailed them. Nebraska put up almost 40 points that night in Columbus. They scored enough to win. It was the defense. And then there's the Tommy Armstrong near-death game where they got beat 62-3, to and they didn't want to be there. This is 2016. Be careful. I don't want to run over you. My wife's coming up right now. You're what? What? I was talking to the neighbor kid. I was okay. in the driveway. Great. Okay. I was telling them not to get, not to go out, not to take his skateboard down the driveway. My wife's coming in. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. That's that's public safety there, John. Yeah. Sixty some yeah. points is not a good thing. You don't win that. Uh, but sixty doesn't always look the same. It can be a shootout or it can be a domination. Well, I think it's going to be a close game. Define close. Is on his game. I really do. But if he's not on his game and we have to go to the other quarterback, it could be that 26-point, uh, you know, against us. But I think Ohio, the way the other teams, you know, I think Ohio was rated sixth last week or seventh. I'm not sure. And Penn State was seventh or eighth. They're going to have to put the points on the board because the other uh, schools are doing that. Right. You know, it's, it's a beauty contest a little bit even in – the uh, COVID-shortened 2020 season. John, enjoy the yeah. game Saturday, but thanks for listening. I will. All Take right. care. Bye-bye. See ya. There he is. <laughs> All you're doing is out skateboarding as the neighbor kid in 40-degree weather, and, and John's like, dude, get out of my driveway. My <laughs> wife's on the way in. I'm trying to listen to Hale Varsity Radio right now. Man. Yeah, well, good for him. <laughs> Making a racket. Run over that damn skateboard. All right, let's take caller five right now. Our friends at Jet Splash, 84th and Highway 2. They've got uh, a fundraiser going on there with their spooky tunnel. Uh, Check that out. But we want to give caller five a chance to win a a gift card to Jet Splash for a free car wash. So we'll take caller five right now, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825. Five eight six five. Collar five right now. Let me just say, I have one of those Jet Splash memberships for my car. Uh huh. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I love going through Jet Splash. It just is it nothing better than a clean car. No, it's it's awesome. Uh, I can't wash my car because I just got it back from the shop for about ninety days. But collar five, get in eight hundred eight two five five eight six five or four six six three seven seven six to get in. Collar five gets you a Jet Splash certificate. And uh, that is uh, really cool. Excited about that. We'll have a Jet Splash certificate each day this week to give you a chance to win. Call our five at 466-3776-800-825-5865. We'll wind down a Monday next on Hale Bar City Radio. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Kevin. He was Collar 5 for the Jet Splash Haunted Tunnel uh, gift certificate, $25 card. We'll uh, get that emailed out and uh, get that figured out. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, More chances for you to get that $25 gift card 
to Jet Splash uh, each day this week. We are in the rail yard on Saturday, weekend edition, on-site live, ahead in Nebraska, Ohio State, before the watch party. Friday, we were at Kincader Brewing down in the Haymarket, just to the south of the rail yard. So, Roadshow Friday. Our friends at Kincader, the Hale Ale has gone over very well. Yeah, I got a six-pack of the Hale this weekend. Good, good yeah, stuff. My, I, I got a sixer, and I gave it to my mother, and then my brother ripped it off and took it home back to Gretna. Oh. But uh, that was so much fun at Wilderness on Friday. Great mm-hmm. time. And uh, good beer and, and fun had by all. I was just glad that we uh, we didn't have Bill Dolman in whatever abyss of sat- or uh, phone coverage that we had last time you were at Wilderness. No, he, yeah. <laughs> Dolman was probably on the eighth green. <laughs> he snuck back into Lincoln. Knew the weather was going to be good. <laughs> nice Perfect. And and so we are excited because there's a lot of Roadshow Fridays coming up. We're at, we're at Kincader uh, this Friday, Kincader Brewing. And uh, the good folks out of uh, out of uh, um, Western Nebraska, they are they are uh, just truly good folks, and their beer's been you know outstanding, uh, and and they have no doubt partnered with us at at, at Hale Varsity. It's really really cool, and so we're there uh, this uh, Friday, uh, and then a week from this Friday, we're out at Piedmontese. Uh, they're uh, they're phenomenal. They are amazing Nebraskans, and uh, we are going to be at uh, kind of their uh, their retail center where you can get steaks and chops and beer and and all that good stuff. Uh, the thirtieth of October, and then we're back to Wilderness ahead of North uh, Northwestern. Wow, that's loaded up, isn't it? Yeah, so we got a we got a good uh, scroll of of road shows here. As we get into November and December. See, I, I got to get back on the positive side of the steak and a beer bet. So when you're out at Piedmontese, you can just pick it up there. Like that, that, That's the way we got to do it. Well, right. We're running out of time, you, you're, Here's the problem. You're going to have to quit, you know, double or nothing. You're just going to keep chasing it. And how about how about Levante David? I mean, he's I incredible. Chasing it. Yeah, he's all over the field. He yesterday. has been incredible, and everyone around here knows how good he is. But the way he just took over... And, and made splash plays. And then, you know, Sue can absolutely get in that sixth gear when he wants to. And him and Rodgers were jawing at each other. And the, the big man got a little ticked off and then got pretty fiery. And then he just bench-pressed poor Aaron Rodgers. There was no shot of that. I mean, it went from 10 nothing to this thing's freaking over. And he didn't really have any, any Mike Evans. You know, I mean, he was he was not locked in. It was Godwin in the running game, and, and Gronk got loose, which was really cool. I want to remind you about buckling up your friends at the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety. 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska not wearing their seatbelt. If used properly, the seatbelt can reduce risk of injury and fatal injury by 60%. Your best defense, buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety. Back at you tomorrow. More Ohio State, Nebraska. Thanks for listening.